If you're out on the road Feeling like you want a podcast <laughs> All you, you have, have to, to do, do is Type in drunk of the book And you'll find us <laughs> Where you lead <laughs> We will be there Anywhere That you, you want, want us to, to. <laughs> Hey Olivia Hey, Ashley. (laughs) Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely, drunk bookcasters. Cheers! Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a glass of rosé from the Pinot Noir variety. Mm. What does that mean? They use Pinot grapes. Oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> to make, you know what? I'm realizing that I don't really know what is rosé. I think it's typically it made from white wine grapes, but they keep the skin on. Oh, okay. But then this is made from a Pinot Noir grape. So maybe they only leave the skin on for a little bit of time. <laughs> Because in my head, which I knew was wrong, it's like imagining a rosé. It's like, well, here's the Have red, half. here's the white, <laughs> together. I like that better. Um, yeah, so to be honest, I don't really know what it means either. That was a wild guess. We might have oh, it sounded someone right. yelling at us. There, There's something to do with skins on some type of wine. I just don't remember which one or how. It sounds like kind of cannibalistic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if we were a bunch of grapes, it would be cannibalistic. True. Like the California raisins. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. So there. Good little. Hopefully we can get a sommelier's uh, input at some point. Yeah. We know a few, so... We should, if they listened, but none of them listen. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Um, What did we read? (laughs) We read Shrill, Notes from a Loud Woman by Lindy West. Mine doesn't say Notes from a Loud Woman. Oh. You were looking at your book like you were like, should I read the wrong book? (laughs) I was like, wait. Am I? What book did you... Huh. Did we say it? Well, it says it on the front of mine. Does it say it anywhere else? Oh, yeah, it does on the... I also have an autographs copy. Mine doesn't say that. Hmm. That's That's weird. That's so weird. This one is from 2016. Same? Huh. How weird. I don't know. Oh, wait. Cover copyright 2017. Oh, it's a new cover. And there's Well, look, look at this one. On this page, it just says shrill. <laughs> Interesting. And I don't have that page. Oh, shit. <laughs> How bizarre. Huh. I, I wonder know. if they're different books. <laughs> well, uh, we read the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anyone else has ever read shrill, tell us what it says. What does yours say? Tales from a Loud Woman? Notes. Notes from a loud woman. Notes from a loud woman. Hmm. 
I'm very, like, intrigued by this. Disappointed that you don't have the whole title. (laughs) You paid the same for less title? How (laughs) bad. I feel like, okay, well, I'll wait until we get into our conversations about this, but I feel like it just kind of goes with my feelings about it. (gasps) Oh, well then. Wait. (laughs) Now I want to hear. Well, okay, first of all, it was about, I'm just going to say this so that you can get to your thoughts. It was about (laughs) Lindy West, who is a woman who writes very... um, like, personal, creative, nonfiction style. Um, And I think that's a lot of what, like, her career has been, writing with... Writing about things, but, like, kind of centering her experience or self in it um, a little bit. And I that sounds rude, but I think it also, like... I don't mean it rudely. It's more like that style was very big when I think she was first coming up. Like, that's when I used to read, like, Jezebel all the time and all of those, like, sites where it was, like, news and pop culture, but, like... And she wrote for Jezebel. Yeah, and she did. Yeah, Yeah, she wrote for Jezebel, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the writers were very centered in the pieces because that was kind of, like, the style at the time. Right. Um, And she is a fat woman who writes about being a fat woman, Um, She writes about being a woman and sexism and misogyny and trolls and, um, well, like, she definitely wrote, like, a lot about she had this one particular troll and if you've listened to her piece, or I think it's been two pieces in This American Life, she also writes about, like, being fat, excuse me, with a boss, in particular Dan Savage of... The Stranger and the Savage Love cast being fat phobic. And that was actually how I first recognized her. I mean, obviously, I'm mm-hmm. sure I read her in Jezebel, but didn't necessarily like Stan Lindy West at the time. I just like would read everything on that website. But um, mm-hmm. I remember hearing those This American Life podcast pieces and was like, oh. And that's when she was more at the forefront of my knowledge. And then, of course, when the show came out and um, watched Shrill, that's, yeah. And then yeah. I saw this book that I wanted to read for a long time, and this one was autographed, so I bought it and was like, <laughs> yay, she autographed nice. it for me, even though <laughs> she didn't. But Yeah, my, we'll go with that, though. Did. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> Anyways, that, I don't know, what did I miss? <laughs> no, I think that was good, and I, um... It's sort of, like, autobiographical, just going from her childhood to her yes. adulthood, present day. Yeah. Well, present day in 2016, but... Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, kind of the experience of growing up as a weirdo and yeah. <laughs> learning, like, your identity and, um, you know, figuring out who you are and figuring out what your boundaries are, like, in love and sex and things like that. Yeah. And it's humorous. I would say, like, she's a humorist as a writer. Yeah. She definitely uses comedy a lot and is very Mm -hmm. into comedy. Yeah. I didn't know about her at all until Shrill. Until the show. show. I never read any of those, like, online types of things before. The first podcast I ever listened to was... Online (laughs) types of things. (laughs) Those online article sources, <laughs> such as <laughs> Jezebel, oh my God. yeah, <laughs> Gawker, all of that seemed like the same to me. 
And there yeah. was like horrible articles written in Docker about Docker was so bad. me, but it wasn't about me. So <laughs> <laughs> I just hate avoided all that stuff. Um, yeah. Well, they were owned by like the same company. Yeah. Gawker and Jezebel. Yeah. And then the first podcast I ever listened to was Serial. And that was like all I had listened to until like 2016 probably. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just never heard of her before. So, Mm -hmm. I will say one thing about reading this is my bad for not knowing about her because some of the stuff was heavy. Like, the entire book talks about rape. There's not a single chapter. That's true. Yeah. Where it's not mentioned. (laughs) So, I thought this was going to be, like, the movie (laughs) or, like, the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like the show. The show has yeah. some influences from the book. But that's yeah. it. So that was shocking. It's like a totally different, like, n- narrative. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I was thinking while I was reading this, and I feel like you and I will think differently about the book. Because <laughs> I did not like it. <laughs> and oh, wow. I thought she was so, like woe is me the whole time Uh where it's like yes these are very big issues and I am like not saying anything less about this woman taking a stance and saying something that's like a very scary move to make Mm -hmm. but none of it was like and this is what I'm doing to like help the cause it's like this is what I'm doing because people attack me it's like "Mm." Okay, and it's all a very self-based, as you kind of mentioned. Like, none of the work is for, like, people as a whole. It's, like, for her. Yeah. And she mentions, like, joking about suing people, like, five times in this book, which is, like, just a thought I've never had in my life. (laughs) Um, But as I was reading it, I was like, this is why I could never be, like, a therapist or a counselor, though, because I'm just (laughs) sitting here. And she, like, even makes, I think, makes the comment about not going to therapy or something. I was like, yeah, because you wrote it in this book, and now I'm reading it. (laughs) And I was like, but I bet Ashley will like it, because she (laughs) can listen to people talk through their problems and is helpful about it. And I am not. I'm like, okay, next. (laughs) Like, great. Oh, my God. I'm, like, imagining you as a therapist, like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. So, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) I said okay like ten times reading this book. That's so funny. Which is oh like the God. same thing I wanna comment on most of the I laughed Facebook. aloud when I was reading I laughed a lot actually when I was reading this book. I did laugh a few times. I didn't hate the book. It was a quick read, I laughed. Yeah. But I was just like and <laughs> I think okay, so it's interesting that you you mentioned that you hadn't, like, listened to any podcast that she's been on because I feel like, like I mentioned, I think that my initial introduction to her, even though I did read Jezebel at the time, I mm-hmm. don't remember, like, like I said, I don't remember the particular authors, really. Um, yeah. But I remember hearing a This American Life that was, like, essentially the story of the troll, but, like, mm-hmm. told in podcast form. And then I also remembered, um, I don't know if it was This American Life or if it was a different, what it was, but it was the story of being um, proposed to by her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, how he, like, 
made a big deal out of the proposal and it was right. like a big surprise and she didn't remember being drunk saying like <laughs> You know, if I'm ever proposed to, it better be, like, a big fucking flash mob sort of thing because nobody ever does that with fat girls. They always, like, make it right. secret. And so I remember that story. Again, I don't remember what podcast it was. I don't even know if it was maybe, like, the same episode, but I don't think it was. Anyways, yeah. so those were the ways that I knew about her were those particular stories, those two main stories. And mm-hmm. um, I thought they were, like, really funny and brilliant and so when I read this I just hear her voice I almost read it like I'm listening to a podcast because like to me her voice is very oh and of course the the Dan Savage fat phobia story also so I, mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard multiple podcasts with her telling like podcast versions of those three stories right and so when I read this I literally kind of almost feel like it's like the opposite of an audiobook. It's like I'm reading the book, but I'm hearing her in voice. In her voice. Yeah, that's interesting. No, and... Yeah. Like, that story in here about Dan Savage was amazing, you know, like, and yeah. funny. You know, she's she is very funny, and that was a story where I was like, wow, good for you for, like, saying something. She does talk about him in the same way we all talk about Dove, though, where it's like... <laughs> He was terrible. He abused us. He was emotionally abusive. And I love him so much. And I think about him every day. You know, like. You're all of you guys' <laughs> cult leader daddy. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> Hers was just named Dan Savage. <laughs> reading it, I was like, oh my God, this is what we all sound like when we talk about him. <laughs> like, this is terrible. Not in like judging, judgment of her, but just like, oh, this is eye opening. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what we sound Absolutely. like. Um, but no, that was like amazing to see that she actually wrote those emails, you know, and also her being like, I remembered it being like, Hey, don't do this. Like that is offensive. (laughs) And it was just like blunt and cuss words and all caps. And (laughs) that was amazing. Yeah. That uh, did make me laugh, where she's like, so I actually went back and read those emails. Oh, I think I remembered it a little wrong. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And, you know, stuff like, so a lot of the comedians that she lists, I feel like, mm-hmm. are the collection of comedians just kind of before I got super into comedy. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, it's like I know their names, but I don't no, like, I don't Google them as often as I, like, Google other comedians, you know? Yeah. And so, reading that, it's like, I kind of forgot that Patton Oswalt had all of that drama where he'd said all that stuff about rape jokes. I Mm -hmm. kind of, like, he came back into my awareness, like, sad to say, but when his wife died. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yeah, kind of yeah. when he came back into my, like, awareness, I guess. So, yeah, that's kind of how I thought of him, not as this person from not that long ago, you know? Yeah. That was... That's... Yeah. Shocking, I that guess. That makes me laugh because, for me, my... Like, for... I think I was reading Jezebel when that happened. And right. so, for a long time, like, I was like, fuck Patton Oswalt, he's an asshole. And then I remember somebody being like he's like a really nice guy and like his wife died and I was like he's a fucking asshole and then I 
I think I heard a, maybe a podcast or an interview or something where he was talking about his wife dying, and then I felt really bad, and then I felt like I was the asshole for saying he was the <laughs> asshole. So I like came around, came to the other side where I was like, oh, I guess he's like a really nice guy. But then yeah. when I read this, I remembered why I originally thought he was an asshole, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you're like an no. asshole that something really bad happened to. Okay, yeah, okay. I yeah. Can, you're like, no, no I was right. Now I remember. <laughs> But yeah. I remember for a long time, I was like, why do fucking people like him? And he's in, like, a Pixar movie. And everybody's like, is he in a Pixar movie? In my head, he's in a Pixar movie. Didn't he do a cartoon? I don't know. You know I don't Anyways. know movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, at the time, Mary was like, everybody thinks he's just, like, a cartoon sweetheart. And he's yeah. a fucking asshole. And then somebody was like, Ashley, his wife, like, had a really, he's dealt with a lot of sadness. And I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were right. You were totally right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. Has he, like, come around and apologized for all of that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know more about it than what she wrote in here. Yeah. I still haven't, like, spent too much time looking him up, but yeah. it seems like he did two sort of fake apologies, or one fake apology and one mediocre apology. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. didn't he was, like, re tweeted her story and was like this is the type of feminism I can get behind and it's like okay bro the one who didn't use your name in the article interesting (laughs) got it yeah exactly well that almost that brings up like another thing which is like this book came out in 2016 and it's very I feel like of its time and like specifically anchored in 2016 which in the grand scheme of things, is not that long ago, but it feels like so much has changed since then. Absolutely. That is... I almost feel like the book is dated in some ways that I don't think I could have, like, predicted it would become dated. I was wondering if I would read it differently if I was reading it in 2016. Yeah. You know? Because I think things have changed a lot in ways that are not necessarily, like now showing her in a bad light, you know, but Mm -hmm. just things have evolved and changed to the point where, like, I guess when she does that bit on that television show, Mm -hmm. and she was like, they didn't put that I'm a comedy lover in my intro. It's like, don't you have a say in how you're introduced? Like, isn't that something that you would, that was like one of those moments where I'm like, okay, like you could have said something about how you wanted to be introduced. But in 2016, maybe that still wasn't quite a place where a woman felt comfortable. I don't know. In, like, a very man show, you know, like, two men, three men up there, and you're the woman coming in to be a fighter, essentially. Like, maybe you don't feel comfortable with that. And um, also, it's just like, why do that? Like, that seems like a waste of your energy to just get you angry and frustrated but maybe at the time it felt like an important thing to do so yeah I do agree with you like if I read it in 2016 maybe I wouldn't feel so like woe is me about it um (laughs) yeah maybe there's just things at that time that I'm kind of forgetting um Mm -hmm. but like I feel like that bit on that show that she did is a good example of why I felt that way because it's like yeah okay but he like he listed your jobs that you've had Mm -hmm. yeah not like the unique distinctions of like what you do at the job necessarily but like you could have said yeah mentioned these things 
Yeah, yeah. I assume. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. If you all work in television or small yays, yell at me if you want. I could be just <laughs> speaking nonsense this whole episode, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird because, like, in many ways, 2016 to me doesn't seem that long ago. But then in other ways, it seems like a whole different world. Like, 2016 was, like, just when Me Too was starting to ramp up, right? Yeah, sort of around then. It was the year Trump was elected. Yeah. So... So, I guess it was... We were full full Me Too then. We were full Me Too, but it was, like what, maybe a year of yeah. it, you know? It was new-ish. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I feel the same way. 2016 doesn't seem like long to go, but then you remember we were, A, 26. So mm-hmm. we were babies compared to now. Also, mm-hmm. like, she mentions Cosby, like, five times in here, which I mm-hmm. think is interesting and shows the time. Because Mm -hmm. in one, like, in the beginning of a chapter, she says, like, it's basic knowledge that the Cosby show shaped how we see black families. Meanwhile, I know a lot of black people who think that the Cosby show was not a great thing for black people in America. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And also, then, like, later on, she mentions the whole, like, Cosby drugging and raping women yeah raping. but yeah. to still be mentioning him like five times in the book i feel like is very 2016 like you probably mm. wouldn't mention bill cosby so much right now because people yeah. are just like he's an abuser and a rapist we're over it you know right, right but it was like right. kind of new yeah not new information because well, yeah, I... it's been out but you know yeah and i feel like too like there was an era in which like maybe somebody like bill cosby like, it wasn't a shock, right? Like, because those yeah. allegations had been around. They were just, like, you know, ignored, essentially, mm-hmm. until we collectively as a nation decided to give a shit, apparently. Until um, a man said it. Until Hannibal said yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, till Hannibal said it. Exactly. And then we were like, and, oh. But, and then it felt like this whole feeling of shock. Everybody's like, I'm so shocked. Shocked, yeah. shocked. And I remember talking about it with you at the time where we were like, rolling our eyes like you guys aren't fucking shocked you just like give a shit now and I feel like that feeling of almost like it was the same thing with like maybe this is an example of how the how this feels like a long time ago like when me too hashtag me too was happening Mm -hmm. it felt like the conversation was a lot about the shock oh, this is so shocking, oh, this is so shocking. But it's not fucking shocking. And it wasn't shocking to anybody who is a woman. (laughs) You know, uh, working with men, I I don't know. It just, I think it's it's been so long since then that to pretend to be shocked about something like that in 2021 feels, like, false. And to a certain extent, it was already false in 2016. But that felt like what the general discourse was kind of, the level the general discourse was at. It was like reading articles like, oh my God, another man. Another man was quote unquote me too, which of course that's so fucking obnoxious how right. it becomes like something happened to him instead of he did something. But right. it was like, oh my God, another man was me too. Oh my God, another man was me too. Whereas I feel like in 2021, it's like 
who who hasn't like right why are we still surprised like we're not essentially I don't know I don't know what I'm saying I guess what I'm saying is like we were at the level as as a general like sort of society to be shocked supposedly by it at the at that time Mm -hmm. and now I don't think that shock would be a good way to describe how people feel when it's revealed that like some famous man is shitty and an abuser or an assaulter or rapist. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what point I'm really getting at. Well, I think I get what you're saying that, yes, that makes it feel like not a current day book, right? Mm -hmm. That's what makes it feel like it is 2016. That's what makes it feel like 2016 was a long time ago. And I feel like that is what makes this book hard for me to read now. And I think that's where I'm getting that, like, well, why are you wasting your time going on this man's show to argue a man that you know is gonna talk over you? Like, that's, like, in 2021, you could just be like, I'm not wasting my time with you small human, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, this is not a thing that's gonna be productive for either of us, so I'm not gonna waste my time on you. But in 2020, or in 2016, yeah, people were still shocked. It was, like, very sensationalized, and it was, like, people wanted to be a part of it, and their voices heard, and... Yeah, I might just be judging a time that we all already lived through, and now I'm a horrible person. (laughs) No, no, because I think that is a good point, because I think maybe at 2016, like... We generally, and when I say we, I guess I'm talking about, like, I don't know, women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We generally, like, still thought there was merit in engaging in those conversations with those men. Right. And I think now we, generally as women, uh, are like, like you said, I'm not going to waste my time on this. Like, Yeah. If you don't get it, you don't get it. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Like, actions, not words. That's what we're looking for. Right. And so, like the way that we engage in those conversations or the way that we engage in the dialogue about abusers now is I think really different than it was in 2016. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it it wasn't even really that long ago, but it it feels like the conversation has changed pretty rapidly. Yeah. Well, I think these five years, society as a whole, people as individuals have had to do a lot of growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, we don't really tolerate as much of the, well, walk me through it then. It's like, no, here's books, here's resources, do your own education. I'm here to help you along the way. You know, not like Mm -hmm. hand holding people through learning their privileges. And it seems like that was something that we did in 2016 a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. But yeah, I don't know. I mean... Oh, right. So that's why that title, I was like, I feel like it fits that she'd be like, actually, I'm going to change this. Oh, the (laughs) notes from a loud woman. (laughs) Because I'm just like, (laughs) no, I feel like, okay. Like, it's just another point that makes me go like, okay, was that an important change to the book? I feel like maybe not. Like, why did we do this? (laughs) You know, that so, is a good point about, like, subtitles. Sometimes it's kind of like, what's... Like, Shrill is a genuinely good title. Like, yeah. on its own, that's a good title. Like, yeah. it's evocative. It's very clear that you're going to be engaging with, like, conversations about womanhood from a place that 
you know, a certain type of man and maybe a certain type of woman too mm-hmm. finds annoying, you yeah. know, like that tells you a lot with just shrill. So then yeah. the notes from a loud woman, you're right. is like, it's kind of like redundant. Like, yeah. You don't need that part. Yeah. That's a very good point. But you know, that's just me. But it does center her specifically as the woman. And we were talking about that. Yeah. The way that like, she is very centered in this like style of, memoir, narrative, nonfiction. I don't even... Essay, I guess. It's an essay, right? I guess. Is it? I feel like it's described as an autobiography. Uh, And the... This... This uh, dust jacket says, Shrill is an uproarious memoir. Oh. A feminist rallying cry in a world that thinks gender politics are tedious and that women, especially feminists, can't be funny. I don't have that either. Oh, well, it is on the dust jacket, so I guess that makes sense. I thought it would be on the back of the book, but... But there's already those on this back of the book. Oh. Dang. I got nothing. (laughs) But you know what? Ah, this... The back of my book, The Advanced Praise, we've got Samantha Irby, who we've read. Uh We've got Caitlin Moran, who we've read. And we've got Jenny Lawson, who we've read. (laughs) See, wait, I have none of that. Who do you have on the back of, who's quoted or inside of it? So the back is a blurb, and then it's Refinery29 and Mother Jones. Oh, interesting. The inside has all magazines. Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, Slate, Elle, Vogue, Cosmopolitan. New York Times. Dang. This only has people. It also has Ira Glass from This American Life and Jessica Valenti, and I don't know her, but apparently mm-hmm. she's the author of Why Have Kids? Question mark and Full Frontal <laughs> Feminism. Ooh. Good to know. I also feel like all the conversation around feminism, like, uh, I think it, between 2016 and 2021, there's been a lot of conversation about, like, white feminism and a lot of conversation about like pink pussy hats and yeah i think people are a lot less likely to be like we're feminists i'm a feminist not because of like the old style of Mm -hmm. you know beyonce being like i wouldn't describe myself as a feminist but because yeah more like recognizing the, the the white supremacy that has been inherent in feminism absolutely absolutely around the world yeah no i agree yeah and i feel like that is also evident in that tv appearance she does it's like Mm, correct me if i'm wrong the host is a black man Mm -hmm. and she's sitting here like y'all don't understand what it's like to be Mm -hmm. in an unwelcome environment and it's like "Mm." right yeah That's pretty tone. <laughs> well, oops, no, I don't like that phrase. It's pretty. That's an ableist phrase. Uh, it's. Pretty it's just an un like. What's clueless? Yes, yes, yeah. After talking through this with you, I might be like slightly. I don't think I'm in the wrong. <laughs> but I <laughs> think that mattered. if I read it from a slightly different perspective. Like the perspective mm-hmm. of perspective of twenty sixteen, then mm-hmm. maybe I would mm-hmm. have That's felt a little different reading well, it. I read this 
maybe six months ago uh-huh. or more. I can't remember when exactly I read this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I read it at the beginning of this year. Mm. But even then, I don't know why I'm saying even then. That wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but <laughs> even then, I remember feeling like it was kind of dated. So right. I agree with you. Like when I was reading it, it did feel, even though this book is not that old, because it's so specific to its time. Yeah. Not even only in the names that are mentioned, but, like, even in the approach to talking about feminism, I guess. Yeah. Um, I remember, I, I also did feel like, there's just something that's, we're different now. Yeah. We're different, I think, as a society. We're different now. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree, though. We are very I'm different, different now. We're much more <laughs> elevated. Just kidding. We're not. We're elevators. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Frankly. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> or escalators, maybe. <laughs> I feel like I'm more of an escalator. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you still gotta do some work. Mm. But you can choose not to. Yeah, that's true. No, you gotta balance <laughs> yourself. I get really bad vertigo on escalators. Oh, yeah. It's been hard. I still, like, psych myself up every single time I have to get on or get off an ice yeah. escalator. Like, I still have that moment where I'm like, okay, okay, go! Okay, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. Okay, we're at the top, we're almost at the top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have that fear going on the ones going down. I, like, regularly have nightmares about getting on an oh. escalator going down. But then on escalators oh. going up, I get, like, vertigo. And so... Mm. It's been hard during COVID because I have to hold on to the railing. And I, like, mm-hmm. have to hold on to it and, like, lean on to it. Otherwise, like, I feel like I'm going to fall backwards. Damn, that's So scary. I have a thing with escalators. Yeah. That's why I feel him more of an escalator. Because, like, you're not quite there. It's not <laughs> quite easy. You know. How do you feel about people movers? Um, I can never get the timing right when I get off those. <laughs> Oh, do you do that thing where you kind of have to, like, run a little bit to slow yourself down? Because I always walk on them. I never just, like, stand there. So I always walk on them, and then I get off, and you're like, and you almost fall. So. Same. Like, I'm okay. (laughs) But I haven't mastered the mount off. Is that the phrase? The dismount. The dismount. Not the mount off. Yeah. I like Mount Off, though. Yeah. It sounds... You know what? Mount Off sounds like the name of a candy bar. Hmm. I was thinking... I don't know why, but to me, that would be a good name of a candy bar. I was thinking it sounds like a cowboy. Gotta mount off this mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like, the name of a cowboy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mr. <laughs> mount Off. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> or maybe his name is Mount Off. Last name Off. First name. And first name, Mount. Yeah, that's it. First nickname. Maybe his full name is, like, Mount Cliff. Oh, I was going with Mountonius, but I like I like yours, too. Wait, what name did you say? <laughs> Mountonius. I love that. <laughs> Mountonius is my new favorite name. Oh, my God. See, well, I liked Mount Cliff because it's, like, Heathcliff. Like, from Wuthering Heights. And I liked Mountonius. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, 
Well, it sounds like if we ever have kids, we have to name each other's kids. Yeah. Because we come up with good names yeah. for each other. <laughs> no, I've already picked it. Your child is not close. <laughs> okay, great. Good to know. <laughs> What about my second cat? Can I just name my second cat Mount Cliff? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I just, like, don't. And if I get another animal, they'll be Mountonians. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. But I think I would make their nickname Tony, not Mountie. <laughs> I don't know. I'd make it us. <laughs> yes, I'd make it Yes. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> come on yes <laughs> i saw on tiktok someone was like "Ugh, christopher's who go by topher hate it and then i realized that's what topher is short for <laughs> yeah i've seen that name topher and i thought that was just people's names Oh, but yeah. it's short. Well, the only Topher I've ever heard of is Topher Grace. There's like a comedy guy I follow on TikTok named Topher something, and I thought his name was Topher. I hate Topher. It just sounds so pretentious to me. It's not great, but I did buy two shirts from him, <laughs> so I supported him. Even though I mean. His name is Topher. What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the name on the shirt? No. No, it's a... Uh, okay, then we're all good. Because he did a bunch of videos through quarantine, being like, popping out of a bathroom, being like, in a panorama? In a Pangea? And he would just like go on for like a minute listing different things. And so we would all send each other like, in a pizza hut? If people like wanted to do stuff. And then he came out with shirts that had a bunch listed on it, so... I don't expect them to ever wear them, but... I really hope they do. You know. Together. I don't know if, like, how much people are going to be wanting to wear pandemic comedy shirts but, okay. after a pandemic. That, yes, yes. But twinning, <laughs> I mean, there's just something so charming about when people are twinning on purpose. That's true. I yeah, love it so that's much. True. Twin day is always my Me favorite dress-up day. I do love a good twinning moment. Um, Mikkel and I used to like to dress the same, and one time we wore the same dress to the mall, and these, like, 60-year-old ladies made fun of us. What? They were like, aren't you guys a little too old to be dressed the same? What? That's so rude, (laughs) and I feel like old people are the kings and queens of twinning. Yeah, also, meanwhile, we were, like, 11. (gasps) That's so rude. Was this in Huntington? Of course. Ugh, God. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Just the worst. So we didn't dress together, dress the same for a long time. Oh, that's so sad. That reminds me of, I remember when I was in sixth grade, me and my friend mm-hmm. Lala were 12-ish, I guess, maybe 11, oh, and mm-hmm. we got the approval to be dropped off at the mall by her mom. And Lala had $40 of birthday money. And I don't remember what she was supposed to buy. But we went into limited two. And she found these jeans that were $40. And she was like, my mom is going to kill me if I buy $40 jeans. But I love them. And she tried them on. And I guess I've always been the same way. I was like, you have to get them. You (laughs) must get them. (laughs) 
And These so, are perfect. I was like a bad influence and I agreed yeah. and encouraged her to buy the $40 jeans. <laughs> and then she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to hide them. And so like she tried to hide the bag. Like I think she, we had like, like, I don't know, satchels or something. I think she tried to hide the bag yeah. in her satchel because we didn't have purses, but we had like some kind of bag. Yeah. And her mom is picking us up and she's like, what do you have in there? And like... She, like, saw the jeans and found out that they were $40, and as Lala predicted, her mom was pissed, and I think she had to take them back. I can't remember. I was about to say, did she make her return them? Oh, no. I think so. I, I don't really know Lala that well now, but, like, we do follow each other on social media, and she's in fashion. Like, she's a stylist. She's, like, fashion. So, come on. So maybe that was the start of it all. Yeah. Those four dollars limited two jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got my first training bra from Limited Two. I was too chubby to fit in anything at Limited Two. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like nothing really? from that store fit me. <laughs> I don't know why that's so cute. <laughs> I mean, at the time it was heartbreaking, but <laughs> I can laugh about it now. <laughs> also, so they're funny. expensive. Yeah. But I was, like, really ashamed that I had to start wearing a training bra in third grade, so oh. my mom let me go there and buy a cute one that had flowers on it. That is cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird time. Yeah. Puberty. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've literally talked about it on the podcast before, but I just remember her being like, let's not do white shirts anymore mm. for a little bit. Yeah. We have to go to the store now. Oh. I was like, what? Mm. Why? It's not fair. <laughs> no childhood. That was the other thing. Okay, in this book, I think the first chapter, mm-hmm. is it the first or second? She's talking about like her period mm-hmm. and how there was so much shame about it. I don't, how old is she? Is she, like, a couple years older than us? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's in her, like... A few years? I think she's... Uh, I think she's in her late 30s. Okay. Or maybe... Because I feel like some of the things she talks about, I'm just like, what? Mm. Like, is that a thing? Because... I don't remember ever someone being like, Oh, when you get your period, it's the most magical moment, <laughs> and you're a woman now, and all the stuff that, like, she was apparently told as a kid yeah. or something. <laughs> and then, like, I'm pretty sure I was told, like, yeah, it sucks, and it's gonna happen for the rest of your life. Here's <laughs> granny panties to help you get through your first one. You know, Aww. like, like, reading that, I was just like, what? Was that still happening? Okay, she's 39. Okay. Well, so yeah, I guess she's also from the Midwest, isn't she? No, she's from Seattle. From where? Seattle. Oh wait, I knew that. Yeah, never mind. I don't know what point I was thinking with that. Maybe that there sucks. Ed is like the joy of being menstrual. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Oh, it's it's probably the "Are You There, Margaret?" one. Oh, "Are You There, Margaret?" Yeah. Oh, she, so, like, on my page 25, she says, when you're a little kid, everyone talks about your period like it's going to be a party bus to Woo Mountain. Yeah. It's all romantic metaphors about blossoming gardens and 
unfurling crotch orchids. <laughs> yes. Which exactly. That's so disturbing. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure I've never heard this. Just like, I mean, I've yeah. heard people talk about periods like this. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. Not I'm pretty sure were. that was not what was fed to me as a child, like in yeah. preparation for it. I it honestly. Like, guess what? <laughs> don't remember my mom explaining it to me. I remember, like, she gave me a book. <laughs> I was like, here. And I think yep. it was the American Girl, like, Bodies book. That was one of two books that I got on my bed when I got home from school. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was just like there. No conversation. Yeah. Yeah. My mom just said, I left some things on your bed for you. And I was like, okay. And I got home from school and it was like that one and some other book. Like, yeah. So we had like a little talk and then I think yeah. that's why she got me the books. So yeah. it wasn't like such a mystery right, and right, she right, was right. like put some pads in my underwear drawer and stuff yeah. like that she's like just in case but yeah that was it it was like <laughs> am I dying what's in my <laughs> underwear and she was like this is normal it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it, it was just bugs yeah I had, uh, like, a fucking trauma freakout because my mom, like, brought home a shirt that I didn't fit in because my boobs were starting to, like, become boobs oh, and no. I was already chubby. And, like, she's like, I got you this cute shirt. And I tried to put it on and it was, like, a really cute shirt. But it would, like, not fit. And so I, like, fucking flipped, like, started, like, crying and sobbing. It was like, I'm fat. And my mom, <laughs> my mom's takeaway was, like, you're okay, it's okay, like, clothes are clothes, whatever. And then I think the next day I yeah. have that puberty book on my... <laughs> <laughs> like, cool, thanks, Mom. <laughs> bodies are bodies. <laughs> yeah. That's Which amazing. is essentially what that book is called, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. It's also funny because I've talked to a few people and it seems like everybody I know got that book on their bed. That damn book. It was like... Moms of the 90s were just like, well, it's about that time we're putting an American Girl book on their bed. Yeah. <laughs> they all had a meeting or something. Yeah, exactly. They all like, one mom was like, I got this book. You should get it too. And they were like, yeah, let's get the book, the book. Yeah. <laughs> just on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that's fun times. Well, I had a different, I was just going to say that I had a different experience than you because like you got yours early. And I think yeah. that I got mine pretty middle of the pack. Like, I was 12. And I got to the point where I was, like, starting to get jealous of the girls who got their periods. Because I was, like, oh. it almost became, like, a cool thing. Like, it would be like, oh, so-and-so got her, got her period. And I remember, like, yeah. one time one of my friends, like, wore white pants to school and then got her period. Mm. But, like, it wasn't – I feel like whenever you read, like, those – Judy Bloom books it's like so embarrassing but right at our school at least what I remember is it was like everybody was <laughs> she was wearing her like sweatshirt tied around her waist to like cover yeah. the stain and everybody was like so jealous like oh she's got her period oh my gosh <laughs> like it was like a jealousy thing <laughs> that's amazing that's so funny yeah I when I was reading that chapter actually I don't know what it made me feel, but I was thinking back to that time. I was like, okay, so I was nine, and 
it was just before my 10th birthday, so it was in the year 2000. Yeah. And then I was like, so that means I went through that New Year's. I don't know why this is what I was associating everything with, but I was like, I went through that New Year's without ever having ever experienced that. Mm. It's like, what a wonderful life that must have been <laughs> up until the year 2000 when it was just never a thing that I even had to think about before, uh, yeah. you know? And then I was like, it's weird how, I wouldn't say that, like, my life revolves around it or that it in any way, like, alters my life too severely mm. in, like, whether or not I take part in activities or whatever right. or vacations or anything like that. But, like, how wild is it that you never even had to think about oh, it I know. in those moments? Like, I know. it's not a part of my memories from that time because it wasn't a thing. I Wow. Yeah. Magical. It would, yeah. Like, I agree with you. It's not like I won't go swimming or, like, you know, won't partake in sports. Like, I do remember when everybody started getting their periods, and then that was, like, the, like, oh, I can't do PE because I'm on my period kind of a thing, which is, like, you know, like, that's not, I mean, I don't know. I guess when people were only wearing pads and people weren't allowed to use tampons if they were in that boat, like, again, not going to see Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. as an adult, and even when I was a kid, I didn't really, it didn't stop me from living my life. It doesn't stop me from living my life. But I would say it is rare that not, like, somewhere in the back of my mind am I not tracking where I am in a month and like mindful of when my period yeah. is coming like I there are very few days where I don't at least have that somewhere in the back of my mind you know just to like yeah plan my month out or my week out or like just thinking about totally. you know, what's coming up yeah and it is like it is wild the things that I did have to do while being on my period like where pink ballet tights and a black leotard and not being allowed to wear shorts or a skirt or anything else. That's bad, yeah. And having to do, like, pas de deux Mm. when you are on your period and, like, a man is just, like, lifting you above your their head and you're like, well, I hope everything's gonna stay in place right now. (laughs) Because otherwise it's gonna be a disaster for everybody. (laughs) Um... But yeah, also like, gosh, now I'm getting way too deep in this, but like, no wonder people are like, ugh, hate now that my daughter's a teenager, like, she's so moody. It's like, yeah, because you never had to live with us being, like, having periods Mm. before. We didn't have mood swings and stuff. Like, I literally called my mom the other day and was crying hysterically because I broke my, um french press and the one cup that like i drink iced coffee out of and i hadn't had my coffee yet and she was like okay you know why you're crying though right and i was like yeah but nothing's going right and she was like i know but maybe just take a bath and go buy a coffee instead and don't worry about it but like you know that's not a real feeling i like that's not reality that's yeah the day before my period and all my hormones are raging. Seriously, though. So they never dealt with that for the first, what, nine to 15 years of our lives. Well, and it's like at that point when you're a teenager or a young person having like your first periods, like 
you you don't have those coping skills to know like oh this is the reason right. I'm upset and I need to go take care of myself like you're just like yeah. I feel out of control <laughs> like everything is wrong and I don't know why yeah. yet <laughs> yeah exactly gosh what a mess <laughs> I do not if I would not go back to that I'm no. so happy to be 31 yeah like, to an extent, but mostly I'm happy to be 30. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, so far, like the 30s more than my 20s, and I liked my 20s more than my teens. Yeah. I liked my 20s more than my teens. 24 was, like, a really solid year for me. <laughs> well, okay, keep in mind that I turned 30 before you, so I've had more of 30 that was not pandemic than you have. <laughs> That's true. You had a solid... 20 days of non-pandemic 30. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) I got to actually celebrate it. Unlike, like, you didn't get the chance to, like, have the big celebration, which is fucked. I know. I'll never forgive the pandemic for that. And I'm a Leo, too. I know. Hello. I just remember... remember as we were getting closer and closer to leo season yours and every leo that i follow on social media's stories were getting more and more panicky and distressed (laughs) as you all realize that you wouldn't be able to have the celebration that you deserve and this is not only for 30th birthdays this is also for like random ass like i'm gonna be 28 people (laughs) i definitely had a conversation i remember there's this one woman who used to work in American Apparel. We, like, recently ran into each other again, but, like, don't really talk. Yeah. And she is also a Leo, and we were just, like, back and forth. Like, I already bought clothes for the summer. I already did this. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I was like, well, it's nice catching up with you. If anything, it's about us panicking that we don't get to have birthday celebrations and, like, cute summers. Yeah. I mean, if anybody had doubts about the Zodiac, just watching that happen on social media, <laughs> on Instagram stories, like, that should be proof enough. Because yeah. it was, like, yeah, that makes sense. unrelated people. It was, like, random people I didn't know, people I did know, but if they were a Leo, you fucking knew it. Because as we got closer to Leo season, they, they were getting were more and more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I remember like texting with you and Michael and I was like, I don't know, should I just rent a big house anyways? Oh. And yeah. Michael was like, no. I remember. Probably that. not. Oh. You tried to be like, well, yeah, their cancellation policies might be a little bit better now. Or it might have been reversed. I don't remember who was like more helpful and who was like, no. <laughs> but one of you yeah. was like, no, it's probably not oh. a good idea. You shouldn't spend all that oh. money. Like, okay. Glad I didn't. Yeah, really, seriously. Would have been a waste, but yeah, it was a stressful time. Pandemic, how dare you. And your birthday this year was on the improvement side, right? No, you, did you do anything? No, I didn't, but I knew I was going to get vaccinated soon, so it was more like I was hopeful. Yeah. It was like. My 2020 birthday was before I realized things were bad. And then my 2021 birthday was when I was, like, realizing things were getting better. So it was like, I, yeah. you had the full in the shit, in the middle of the shit. Yeah. Terrible. 
But this year? Yeah. My parents are coming out. They're going <gasps> to drive out here. So, yeah. Anyways. Wow. All from period talk. All from this book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. You're going to no. have a lot to cut out. I went off on that tangent happily. <laughs> Um, I would like to say I feel like your copy is the better copy. Ooh. Well, it is I'm autographed jealous. personally to me. Well, that's true. It does say, yeah. Dear Ashley, you're my favorite person. Love, Lindy. Yeah, it definitely says that. I see it with my own two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a heart, so it's like there, there is a it's heart, a message yeah. within that heart. Like, you can't see right. it. It's very small. But. Oh, she wrote it in invisible ink. Yeah, she wrote it in invisible ink. Yeah, exactly. Got it. It's invisible to but, everybody, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it only is revealed with Ashley's prescription. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have bad eyesight, but they're good for one thing. <laughs> Reading Lindy like... West's secret messages. <laughs> wow, that's a magical prescription. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very into it. But no, your book is better. I lo- like when I bought this, I got it online and I wanted that cover cuz oh. like the sh- mine is just boring. It's just yeah. written all one height. You have the gray shrill, I have the bright red shrill. But you have a but photo I, of her. I do have husband. a nice photo of her. Yeah. yeah. But and she is making that sassy little face. She's doing a little side eye. But look at Look at what photo I have. I have the femme fatale photo. In the okay, back. so you have a photo on top of a cool font, on top of the <laughs> subtitle, on top of the people reviews. I have publications, magazines, a boring font, and no subtitle and no signature. I don't know what to tell ya. Mine's special. <laughs> I'm returning the book. <laughs> Well, wait, before we so-so wrap up, we didn't mention the show, which if we want to do like a super special like side combo, we can do like a full one. But I did want to just say that if you're a fan of the show, you will notice uh, similar themes. Definitely. Yes. The show is not like, it's not a direct uh, like reproduction of the book. The yeah. character is definitely not Lindy, right? But you right. definitely will find a lot of overlaps of themes and some some plot points. I think many, right? They have the troll. They yeah. have the abortion. They have yeah. the um, dad being sick. That's they true. have of the boss, intense boss. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, maybe because I just recently finished the second season, oh, I'm more thinking. Because okay. the second season is, like, totally... You saw the second season. Yeah, I just finished the third. Oh, wait. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I just okay, recently yeah. finished the third season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Which oh, is, you're I behind. think at that point they've deviated from the plot lines of the book. Would you say? Mm, a little bit, but in part of this book I was like, who was I just talking to someone about this? And then I realized I think it was from the show... Um, the idea of a fat person only dating fat people. Mm, Remember she gets true. put You're on right. that date and yeah. she's all offended that she He's thinks fat. that's why they were put together. But yeah. 
that's not why he set them up at all. Yeah. <laughs> he thought yeah. they were both okay. nice people. So, like, right. it still has some themes. They're not quite as blatant. You yeah. know, it's not, like... It's not the exact direct, but... Yeah. But it was early. But it's, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm bad. Yeah. And I think it was in... The exact topic, I think, was... She briefly mentions it in the book, and I think it's from the show, in that um, men like to sleep with fat women. Mm-hmm. But they don't like to date them, and is that a form of, like, internalized misogyny that they're dealing with, and, like, societal expectations? Because it's like... Yeah. You clearly like us. Why don't right. you, you want to date us? With, yeah. 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 And I Absolutely. think that was in the show. Yeah. Or it was in something, or I was talking about no, it. No, no, I don't know. You're right. A lot of, a lot of the, there's a lot of similar themes and, in, in at least season one and two, like a lot of similar plot points. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. take back what I said. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I love the show. I do, too. Yeah. I also, I love 80. Oh, I, I do, think too. think she's hilarious. So, yes. that's why I started watching it, was because I liked 80 Bryant. Yeah, And I just saw that great. she was in a show. Yes. Um, yeah. And, honestly, like, her friend in the show, I can't, I don't remember either of the characters' names right now. Fran. Oh, yeah. Fran. I love Fran. And what's 80's name, though? Oh, oh. In the show, her name is... Annie! Annie. Annie. Okay. Yeah, Annie. There you go. Oh my god! What? In March 2020, the series was renewed for an eight-episode third season. Third season. Which was later confirmed to be the final season. What? I didn't realize it was over. Me either. That's really upsetting. I'm super bummed. Me that too. Sucks. Damn. Well, I really like how Shrill has a character who's fucked up. Because I was reading about this recently. About, like, the anti-heroine sort of trope. Which you see more and mm-hmm. more. And kind of that, like, vibe of, like sort of like arrested developmental not arrested development the show but like characters in arrested development like i feel like a lot of movies and shows that are kind of maybe pitched towards millennials with characters and actors who are like of 80 bryant's like general age and generation a lot of them are are like in these movies and shows about characters that are essentially like in arrested development and like yes they're anti-heroes and anti-heroines in a lot of ways but like maybe it's getting a little bit old like (laughs) maybe Mm. like getting to a point where it's like okay we've done enough of these shows where they're like fucked up and fucking people over it reminds me of how we were talking about Fleabag last episode and how when I first started watching that show I did not like it because like, the main character was so unlikable. And I was like, but I like a lot of shows where the main character's unlikable. But I just kind of yeah. am getting to the point, I think, where I've, I've sort of been saturated. Like, it's kind of, I'm kind of a little bit done with that trope. So I like right. how in Shrill, she's not perfect, but she's not also, like, beyond, like, growth. Like, she... Right. Sometimes it gets annoying when you watch those kinds of movies and shows where they're just, like, so 
unlikable that even when they go through some kind of growth, it just sort of makes me roll my eyes because it's like you're 35 right. years old and you're just now learning that other people have feelings. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, feel like exactly. for her, like, I think it was like, for instance, in season three, and maybe I'm getting too much into like the specifics, but I think it was understandable that she was suspicious at first about uh, that blind right. date. And yeah. I didn't think that it, she was like, I didn't, A, think that she was acting, like, super-duper childish in mm-hmm. being kind of a brat about it. Like, she's definitely a brat about it, but I could definitely understand where she was coming from and consider that, like, valid. And then right. when she grew from it and learned from it, it wasn't like a, oh, see, really bad people can still learn. It was more like, you know, oh, yeah, that's realistic growth. Like, it just seemed more real. Right. So, I yeah, don't know. I think I that's agree. one of the reasons I really liked that show. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I remember thinking that exact thing when she apologizes to him. I was like, this is probably one of the most realistic (laughs) situations I've seen where she's just like, yeah, "Yeah, I sucked. That was a really sucky thing that I did. (laughs) And you deserve a lot better than that. And I was, this is what I was feeling and dealing with. Like, that was like, dang, cool. It's a pretty realistic apology being like, I realized what I did. I learned from it. I missed out because you seem really cool and I suck, you know? Yeah. And I'm not trying to, like, explain it away. Like, I think I'm fully justified or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just admitting fault. If drunkers want to hear more of our talks on Shrill or other shows and things we're watching, Mm -hmm. hit us up because we have been toying with the idea of creating a Patreon, but we're not going to do it if people aren't going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you think that's something that you'd be interested in for a low subscription. Soup's low. Soup's low. We know who we are. We're not out here expecting $50 subscription fees, but. No. no. <laughs> um, yeah, if you'd like to hear us talk about all the reality TV and other TV that we watch. We will talk about it. Because <laughs> we're already doing that. Because <laughs> we already are via text and Instagram and TikTok and phone calls every day. So, yes. <laughs> Maybe someone should pay us for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, if, uh, if that seems like something anyone is interested in or you have other suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about, slide in those DMs. Mm hmm. We are on Instagram. At Drunk of the Book. Mm-hmm. We, you can email us at Drunk of the Book at Gmail. Drunk of the Book at Gmail. Yep. Twitter we have a website. Mm-hmm. We have a website, drunkofthebook.com. Mm-hmm. And we are on... Yeah. Oh, YouTube? We're on YouTube. <laughs> Our episode uh, is on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Apple Podcasts. Apple Music. We are on mm-hmm. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Stitcher. Basically anywhere you can get a podcast, we're there. Yep. And yep. you can, I guess you can even subscribe directly to our RSS if you want. <laughs> but I don't there think you people do that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could leave us a review, I think currently the only place you can do that is on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't think Spotify has a review portion yet. Um, 
But if you did search for us on Spotify, that would help other people be able to search for us. Yes. And if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be very amazing. We, we could really use so some of the love. If you hate it, and I guess you can do that too, but I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you, you have it. friends who listen to podcasts, tell them about us. Because, you know, once you get started on one podcast, why not, <laughs> why not just share the love? Especially if you have friends who are book lovers or... I don't even know what else to... Yeah. Book lovers or like to hear um, two friends rant about things. Yeah. Mostly books, but a lot of side conversations also. True, true. Um, Pop culture, etc. Yeah. Hit us up. Let us know. Leave a review. Listen to us. Check us out. Download it. Subscribe. <laughs> Ding. Any other word that goes in there, just add it in your brain. Um, oh, so did you rate uh, Shrill on Goodreads? Oh, I haven't yet, actually. Ooh, what's it going to be? I don't know. I think <laughs> a three. You said what? I think a three. A three. What do I put? Did you rate it? I did, but I don't remember what I rated it on Goodreads. Oh, and I don't... Oh, I have my phone right here. Let me look real quick. I rated it four. You did? I did rate it four, yeah. Interesting. See, I feel bad if I do anything lower than a four, but... You gotta be real. Like... I did sit there a lot going, okay. Yeah. And maybe that's my own personal problems, but... <laughs> Man, everyone gave it such good ratings. No, give it what you feel. Give it the three. I, did. I gave yeah. it a three. And I'm I sure there's it. somebody out there who would read your three and be like, three is the highest thing I give anybody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so okay. I gave it a three, you gave it a four. Yep. And you would recommend it? To I people? would, but I'm not going to let anybody take my copy because it was personally signed for me <laughs> by Lindy. Yes. Yeah. They can have your copy. That's true. They can have mine. Let me know if you want it. <laughs> I just it's told not- everybody that you're getting it. I decided that for you. It's not as good as Ashley's copy, but <laughs> it is. it is the book, so... <laughs> I did the not read the wrong book. Not as nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And we said where they can find us. Mm-hmm. And oh, what are what are we reading next? Crying in H Mart cool. by Michelle Zauner, who is um who is the musician Japanese Breakfast. There you go. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. Have, have you started it? I have not. I haven't either. Cool. And Very if you are it. interested in talking about this book with us for next epi, mm-hmm. let us know ASAP. I know for a fact I've seen some of my friends post that they've read it. So, Same looking at yet. y'all, mm-hmm. I think Melina has posted that she read mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Melina. Melina, who <laughs> ages ago was the one who suggested to us to read Blood... What was it? Bones, Bones and, and butter. butter. Yeah. yeah. 
So we know that your taste is good, Melina. Yeah. And we know that you read, Melina. (laughs) Yeah. And we know you know how to talk. And I know you just messaged me today about reading, or no, about running. (laughs) So I know you know how to use Instagram, Melina. And we FaceTimed with you. We know you know how to FaceTime, (laughs) Melina. And if you're not Melina, you know, we're not saying only Melina can do this. We're just putting on some heavy peer pressure. But, like, if the peer pressure worked for you, because you, too, know how to talk, know how to read, know how to FaceTime, know how to Instagram. Or if your name is also Melina. Yeah. We'll take any (laughs) Melina. Yeah, exactly. I don't care how you spell it. Yeah. (laughs) All good. We'll have you. <laughs> or if your name is Julia. That's the only other one I can think of right now who's at least been like, oh my god, that'd be so much fun. Oh, and then called don't out. do it. Called out. <laughs> or my mom. <laughs> called out, Stacy. <laughs> Take that. So oh, please, man. folks, we would love to talk with you. <laughs> this one is fizzling out not so strong. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best to fix it in post-production. I just feel bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm just rambling. Um, cool. Type in Let's get reading. And you'll find us. It sounded good to me. Where you leave us. It did not sound good We will be Oh, no. Anywhere. <laughs> to me, you want us to. <laughs> <laughs>